it's time for us to discuss even more. So we're going to finish up with Yvonne. She got two new 10-week-old kittens. You might need some cocktails by the end of the day. <laughs> they are, they're fun, they're, but they're full of the dickens. You know, well, like I say, it's just like getting two puppies. They're, they're fun, double the fun, double the trouble. What one don't think of, the other one does, all right? And it so, is. Yeah, and so the thing is, is too, you know, you can have a, you know, get a dog kennel or whatever type thing, and they can learn to be in the kennel, too. You know, you know, whereas, you know, for a timeout when they're getting really excitable or whatever type thing, or you can a separate room would make sure that they can't knock stuff off and onto the floor. <laughs> right, right. What do you suggest for feeding? Um, I have bought the grain free. I bought some dry and some wet. So. Okay. For kittens, uh, like I had my Adeline, she was a year in May. And anyway, they, they have a really hard time eating that dry food. All right. So yeah. I would strongly suggest grain free canned food. And then every once in a while, if you want to throw like a couple of the uh, dry food out for them to chase and kind of munch on but i wouldn't make it you know you can uh, soak the dry food so it'll put it uh whatever you're going to feed each one individually all right don't let them just because you want to know exactly what each one is eating all right how much and so you got two separate bowls and i would feed them in two separate places so that you know who's eating what and then you could take like uh like the grain free the pure vita in the nutrisource that's really good because it's, when it says turkey, it's only turkey. Duck, only duck, all right? Uh, and then also okay. the Nutrisource, you know, they have the cat and kitten. But anyway, whatever dry, then put like maybe a tablespoon, you know, in a dish and then put hot water on it, put it aside, wait for all the water to be gone and the nuggets to be, you know, now soft. Now you kind of fluff it with a fork and then give it to the, you know, to the kittens, all right? But uh, okay. because when I was watching Adeline eat, it's like she had one heck of a time because just like with puppies, you know, those needles. Teeth, and all of a sudden they start mm-hmm. dropping out and such like that. So they they do better on the grain free canned food eventually, totally. And then maybe some freeze dried, get some freeze dried cat, you know, and put a little bit of water with it. That's that's raw, you know, the raw with the moisture taken out of. And so yeah, just make sure that you give a lot of different textures when they're young like this. Adeline will eat anything that is not nailed down. That cat has a palate of everything because she just didn't get dry food, so she got addicted to the carbs. You know, she got grain-free cans, she got sardines, you know, in, in water. She got uh uh, uh, the food she got raw from uh, the dogs. I would give her some of that every once in a while. Uh, if I was making hamburger, I'd drop raw to her or the chickens and stuff. So be very diligent on rotating everything up so they just get used to a lot of different. And so then that way it's better and healthier for them, okay? Can they have like People food like tuna or yeah, well, tuna has a big fish. Stay with sardines. Remember, big fish, tuna and sardine, uh, tuna and salmon are big fish, and so they have high metal content. And so, if you okay. want to give a bit, you know, once a week, fine. But stay with the small fish, krill and sardines. All right, for the small okay. fish, so it's less heavy metals. But in water, not in in the oil. All right, so that could be okay. their dinner. I get those uh, sardines uh, in a can. That's a buck a can. At the grocery store? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so you it's. Cut them up into little pieces then? Yep. Yep. I just, yeah, I just smash them up. And then the cats lick it up. I put a little extra water. And then if I want to put um, some digestive enzymes or probiotics in there, you know, they just lap it right up. Okay. Okay. And, and the wet food, it doesn't matter if it's for kittens or adults. No, just grain free, good canned food. Now, Nutrisource has got seven cans type without. 
uh, chicken. Make sure you don't just chickenize these cats, all right? And okay. so, and then, then they also got the grain-free uh, Pure Vita in turkey and in beef. And so that's what, just kind of rotate the flavors and rotate everything so your cats just get used to eating everything. And so you're going to have well-rounded kittens when they're adult, okay? Okay. And then, oh, the Bible for cat owners is Your Cat. Your Cat by Hodgkins, H-O-D-G-K-I-N-S. All right? That's the Bible oh, for okay. all cat owners. If you've got any other questions, just give me a holler up at Katie's Canines, okay? Absolutely. I appreciate it. You it's bet. Well, good luck and lots. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Have fun. Bye-bye. Okay. Kittens, boy, do I know. It just seems like yesterday. Okay. Dr. Jessica Levy is back on the line with us. Lead Dr. Levy, are you with us? I am. Oh, there you go. Sorry. Did you take a nap? <laughs> no. I'm oh, doing what, stuff. What noise is that? You got a monkey there? No, I don't know what was making a monkey kind of noise. No, it was just, it, was, it sounded like, a, like in the zoo, okay? <laughs> but anyway, okay, we talked about no, uh, uh, reconsidering any vaccinations. Uh, when, a dog, when you bring a dog or a cat in that's sick, and they, they say bring it up, so they say, you know what, let's just take care of why I'm here, and then maybe at a later date, because the immune system might be compromised, so why put diseases into it, correct? Right. Okay, now we got the good old 4th of July right around the corner. <laughs> it started last week or the week after, yeah, I mean last week around our house, and then, you, you know, this week is going to be a big one, and so is next week. So, now I had mentioned some stuff, but now, what about CBD oil? What's your thoughts on that for anxiety? Um, I mean, it, it might help. I, I think with anything you're going to use, it's a good idea to try it in advance yes. versus breaking it out as the fireworks are starting right well the, i've been putting i've been uh doing that stress free calm it from uh standard or from um springtime inc i started uh, gilligan on that last week so i was building into a uh, system and that's what everybody i want everybody to put your thinking caps on start it today and just you know, so all week because there are some nuts that are doing on at dust right now anyway yeah, just don't yeah. bring it out right now. But anyway, I don't know if you heard the, uh, we had a listener call last week, and she puts her dog in the um, laundry room. And then, have you heard of dryer balls that you put in for your your clothes, when you put the clothes in the dryer, there's little balls that yeah. go in there? Yeah. She puts that in the dryer and has it go, so it's kind of like a constant dum dum like a beat and she said that seems oh. to help her dog so you know by That's putting, a really good idea yeah isn't that cool and then um let's see then the thunder shirt but start using it now when it's nice out and the five minutes here 10 minutes there a half hour hour there again don't do anything like two hours before dusk on fourth of july <laughs> yeah now what other things that can you add to the list of trying to help keep calm down our dogs um, Tranquility Blend is an herbal, uh, organic herbal blend from Animal Essentials. Okay, Tranquility that is, Blend. Yeah, it's made of herbs that will um, calm the nerves. Um, but you know what I ended up doing with Chico, my little uh, puppy mill yeah. reject? Yeah. Um, so he had a lot of fear of thunderstorms. And I, you know, for probably the first couple of years, I kind of alternated between, you know, coddling him and you know telling him it would be okay and then uh kind of ignoring him as he was trying to hide under my feet as i'm trying to do stuff at home mm-hmm. um and so i would just kind of go back and forth and you know sometimes he seemed more freaked out than other times and what i did last year was that was like the most effective thing ever because mm-hmm. i finally got tired of his um you know little storm freak out 
And so I got a bunch of treats, which in my house means I went and cut cheese up into a bunch of little pieces, and mm-hmm. I called all the dogs into the kitchen, and I had them do tricks. Mm-hmm. And so we did sits and stays and stands, or sits and downs and stands. And as soon as there was food and everybody else was interested, he completely forgot about the storm. Oh, nice. And after that, he's been a lot more chill about them. Nice. We were able to go for a walk in the rain, and he wasn't bothered by that, because normally the rain would be like, Almost as bad as a storm. Oh, wow. Um, All right. Yeah, it really helped calm him down. So Nice. So if you've got multiple dogs, call them in and sit down and start doing tricks. Well, but even if you have one dog, I think if you... If you Redirect their attention. If, if your dog is so terrified by the storm or fireworks or whatever that they won't even take a treat, right. then you have like a serious fear problem on your hand and you, know, you, you reach for whatever natural thing you can to medicate that dog, basically. Right. But... If they are if they are at all distractible, ask them to do things. Um, you know, you could ask them to, you know, put a treat on the floor and you know say leave it. You can teach them to balance a milk boat on their nose. Or- yep, yep. No, that's a good idea. Redirect the energies. And there again, if they're not so fearful, because some are so fearful to have a treat, you could have T-bone steaks, and the dog's yeah. like, yeah, not right now. <laughs> right, and so for, for those, you break out the CBD. Yep, there you go. And like I said, to start now to let it build into their system, I think, is a good idea. But uh, this week, I think every night, well, I know at our place, like every night, there's been uh, out of either somebody on the west or the next night somebody on the east of us is doing it, you know, type thing. And it's just like, and I'm one pop, and, and Gilligan's like, ah, was that a pop? <laughs> and I was like, yes, oh, wow. it was. Yes, it was. So, yeah, he was really good up till he was three years old. And we had a little mishap with the neighbor next door that lit off a hole. And that's one thing that I tell people is that just because your dog doesn't freak out right now, don't ever think it can't happen to you. Because I had Gilligan for three yeah. years. And we were at a fire and, and at a neighbor. And then their neighbor, we all jumped out of our skin. They set off a row of firecrackers that was a, a persistent pop, 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 you know, just like that. I mean, I ju- everybody jumped that was around the fire. And ever since that day, that's where his, he's been upside down. You know, he's not, he's not, I've seen ones worse, but that's what I, I don't want okay. people to get low to say, oh, my dog could take anything. It's like, you know, some great hunting dogs have been wrecked by fireworks because of the decimal level and the series of the pops that the the dogs are no now they're gun shy because they're 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 waiting for more of the pops instead of just the one shot it's really crazy so yeah and for and for that kind of thing that's where i would pull out the homeopathic remedy aconite what's that how do you spell that a yep. e is in cat o n is in nancy i t is in tom u m as in mary Okay. So on the label, it's going to say aconitum, but we we call it aconite, and okay. um, that is, that is the most commonly used homeopathic remedy for fear and terror, and you can find it at any health food store. Oh, really? And so, what would be the dosage like for a ten pound dog? Two um, So so here's the deal. Like I I have a patient who became terrified of rain storms and thunderstorms ever since there was a big thunderstorm okay. and. A tree came through the window of the house. Oh, Lordy. Yeah. And so that really made an impression on this little dog. And so, you know, even like when rain was kind of coming on, she would start to panic. And so when you have like that specific incident, this thing happened and ever after, my dog has been afraid of whatever. Yeah. That's what aconite is for. So what I would do is I would take two pellets and you can put them on a little dab of 
whatever, cottage cheese, vanilla ice cream, whatever. Um, And I would give two pellets. Like if you know, if you look at the weather report and you know that it's going to storm that evening or something like that, I would probably give it two or three times during the day in preparation. And then, you know, as soon as there's, if there, if panic does happen anyway, you take two pellets, dissolve them in a dropper of water or uh, a glass of water. And then you can just give half teaspoon doses every five or 10 minutes if you have to. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Okay. We got to run it. Okay. Would you rather, you ready for this? Bark like a dog when you feel threatened or scream like a goat. Be back. And thank you enough for spending your Sunday afternoon. And it is that time. It's drive time from the cabin. So I'm officially in drive time during the summer. So my show is. I came when I came back up from uh, well, up by the Blackberry Black Bear uh, Casino where my girlfriend has uh, a trabin. Uh, uh, boy, I'll tell you, going up, I felt like I was in rush hour traffic. And then coming back, it wasn't that bad. I went up at about oh eight thirty. I left. And then coming back, I was just amazed at how many people are heading north at that time on a Saturday morning. It's like, and the roads now are beautiful. They're all done with construction from, you know, from Hugo all the way up to Black Bear. I don't know all the way to Duluth. I'm not sure on that. So anyway, so I greatly appreciate. Okay, would you rather? Would you rather bark like a dog when you feel threatened, or scream like a goat? Carly, what's your thoughts? Um, I'd like to scream like a goat. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I think the, I will be on tune with the scream like a goat just for the fact that I think people, you would put so many people off guard by screaming like a goat. Yes. That, it, that if they were, you know, meaning you no harm, meaning you harm. Yeah. That they'd be like, yeah, what? they would what? run. Yeah. They would run. They'd be like, so okay. I, yeah, I'd rather scream like yeah. a goat. Yeah. But anyway, what about you, Dr. Jess? Oh, I totally agree. Yep. Yep. Scream like a goat. Plus, it's funny. Oh, that, would, that would just freak people out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, have you ever seen the goat screams oh, on YouTube? Yeah, I know. Well, too, it was a Jason and Alexis. They yeah. play some, and I'm just like, oh, my yeah. goodness. But, yeah, no, that's what I would do because it would freak so many people. Yeah, because they're not. Yeah, that would be You fun. don't think no. that that sound comes out of that. Exactly. And, which exactly. is funny and yeah. also alarming yes. and quite terrifying there you go there you go (laughs) yeah right all of the above okay we're gonna finish it up so you can get back to what you got to do all your kittlings there uh so uh the uh, what things you want to leave with my listeners any summation of anything um i don't know was there anything else we were going to talk about i'm not saying oh ticks Yes, I okay. knew we had another topic. Okay, there we I go. Remember what it was. Glad I wrote it down. Ticks. I know people are very squeamish about taking it off of pets. So what's your what's your words of wisdom about ticks? Just grab it and get it off. <laughs> Just a, a quick pull. Um, it, it, so um, the more you mess around with it, um, and the more I guess alarm the tick feels. I don't know if I want to talk about the emotional lives right. of ticks, but um, they. They will kind of give a, a squeeze and regurgitate their stomach contents into your dog, which you do, do not want to have happen because the tick bite itself can be fairly toxic. So the key is don't dink around with it. Just grab it and pull. Right. And now, I, 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 get, I get a lot of emails where people are like, you know, oh, I think we left the head in and right. now there's a raised bump and what should we do? Should we have the dog tested for Lyme disease? Um, it's very difficult to rip a tick in half. And you'll know when you do it because there will be blood everywhere. Okay. <clears throat> because the tick is full of blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
Um, so if you've pulled the tick out, chances are you've got the entire thing. And if you did manage to rip it in half, the head is not going to survive without the body. Right, right. Um, but ticks do have a nasty bite, and so the bite does tend to create a big whelk. Um, so I did this um, as a home experiment with poor little Chico. Um, <laughs> I found a tick attached to the side of his neck, and, and ticks fill up fast. Yes, they do. Like you check your dog, there's nothing. You check them, you know, it, later in the evening, yep. and there's this thing the size of a grape hanging <laughs> off of them. Yeah. <laughs> So I pulled this thing off of Chico, and then I was quite surprised within a day or two, um, he developed this big, seriously the size of a, a nickel or a quarter, mm-hmm. um, open sore with green goo covering it. Oh, really? Where, where the tick had been. All right. Yeah, and it was just like a local toxic reaction mm-hmm. to the bite of the tick. All right. So if you feel like, so you know how there are um, pickers and not pickers. If you're a picker and you feel like you have to do something about after you take the tick off, you have to take action, then get some vinegar, soak a cotton ball in vinegar, and stick it onto the spot where the tick was, like press it on there. Vinegar is antiseptic. It helps, uh, so it's antibacterial, it's antifungal. It helps dry things up. Okay, white vinegar, or are we talking apple cider vinegar? Either one. Whatever. Okay, sounds good. Okay. Good, cotton good swab, vinegar. vinegar on the swab, put the, uh, the cotton swab yes. doused in the vinegar on the sore. Okay. Right. Okay. And then, you know, and then you, there's not really a point, like you don't run off, rush off with your dog to have it tested for Lyme disease immediately. Right. Because you don't, you don't get Lyme disease within a day or minutes or seconds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so to, and, and the, and the tests are unreliable even if there are antibodies to Lyme disease you don't know was it from this tick or was it from last year or the year before and so probably the best thing to do is just wait and see if your pet develops symptoms all right because just if you take a Lyme test and as long as a dog it may come back positive but that means that it's been exposed doesn't necessarily has been because it's not showing any symptoms correct correct exactly exactly Okay. And what are some of the symptoms of Lyme's? Um, uh, lameness. So, you know, limping, soreness, sometimes stiffness. Sometimes you see dogs who don't want to get out of bed because their body just hurts. Right. Uh, usually they'll have a fever, and when they have a fever, uh, they will sometimes not want to eat. All right. Okay. Yeah. That's good. It's pretty straightforward. Yep. No kidding, but the, that vinegar—that's interesting because I, well, to be honest with you, I did is I put uh, peroxide on it. Is what I've always done yeah. with ticks. I, I just put peroxide on it, not too much because yeah, if you have a black put- dog, then all of a sudden you're going to die there. <laughs> you have a white streak down the side where it ran off the thing. <laughs> but Oops. but the cotton balls, okay. Well, that's pretty good. Vinegar or and or uh, apple cider vinegar, but and and what just a couple times till it goes down or whatever type. No, no, no. You just do it once. Just do it once? You just okay. do it once. Okay. Because, because the, the dog's immune system will, it'll take care of it. And so sometimes people say, you know, gosh, you know, I took a tick off the spot, and now there's this big raised red thing, and it's got pus on the top of it. Yep, yep. Pus is, is dead white blood cells, right? That's showing that your immune system has been activated, and it's taking care of a problem. Oh, wow. Interesting. Dead blood. Well, that's very interesting. I le- Look what I learned today. 
Yeah, pus is dead white blood cells. Wow. Oh, convenient of us. <laughs> but anyway, how can they get a hold Great of you? Stuff. Yeah, there you go. To, to leave you, how can they get a hold of you if they got more questions or just want to pick your brain a little bit more? Because you do phone consults. You, you don't have to come into the office if they choose not to. But anyway, so how do they get a hold of you? Uh, holistic-vet-care.com. All right. Well, you make sure you keep your kidlins safe. I tell everybody, make sure you got you got your tags or write your name, not your name, but your uh, phone number on the collars, like with a Sharpie, so in case they take off. You know, tags sometimes can get lost, so can collars, but more often than tags. Or if they're microchip, because that, what the July 5th is the highest day of lost dogs. Dogs that have taken off due to how fear frightened they got from somebody doing the stupid boom boomers. So, so I just I just keep mine hmm. locked in the laundry room, <laughs> deep away from society. <laughs> so, Doctor Jess, I appreciate it so much. You got your wealth of information. You have a great, happy, good Fourth of July. A very quiet one. I wish you. So, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Okay. You know, it has been completely. I mean, East Bethel so far has been very quiet this oh, week, so no, I appreciate it. Yeah, well, not at my place, so. Well, thank you so much, Kitty. Yeah. You take care and talk soon, okay? Okay, have a good weekend. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. You're walking down the street of New York City and notice the manhole covers are all round. Why is that? Wow, I'm impressed playing this song. Wow, that's an oldie but goodie in that one. I really like that one. Running has fest. Okay, manhole. You're walking down the street of New York City, well, or any city in and wherever. Okay, and notice the manhole covers are all round. Why is that? And I did not think of it until right now. It makes a whole heck of a lot of sense. So why are the manholes well, round? Why, why are the manhole covers round? Because uh, I have no idea. Because if they were square and somebody moved them, they could fall down into the manhole. When they're round, there's no way you can get them to fall into the man. You know what they're covering. Think about that. You know how you drop something square, it can slip into it. Okay. Okay. Oh, but if oh oh okay okay, but because of the curved edges, Be- right, it gets caught. It's round. It gets caught. There's oh, wow. no way it can slide down I into the I think my mind was just blown. Yeah, I, I never thought of that. That's a bit ridiculous. I used to have I a like horse. I used to have a horse named Mariah. My very first horse got her when I was 16. Yeah, and we used to ride the streets of Roosevelt. That's where I grew up. And that that horse was scared to death of manhole covers, and so she could spot one, you know, two blocks away. Right. And she's doing the. It's getting all huffy puffy. Yeah. So yeah. eventually, you know, she'd follow the other horses, but we get and she'd go sideways, like it's gonna come up. I know it's gonna come up. And <laughs> something's it, it, gonna it, bite yeah, me. Eventually, she got used to manhole covers. And, yeah. But I never thought of why they are round. So when you take them off, they don't accidentally, you know, slide down. Yeah. The tube or you know the into the covering. yeah. Yeah, the manhole. So, oh, yeah, interesting. That, I thought that was really interesting. Look at us. Wow. Okay, my brain hurts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, somebody's been waiting very patiently. Yes. So let's get to who? Okay, we're gonna talk to Arlette, and Arlette has a twelve-year-old cocker spaniel. Okay. Who is deaf and blind, and uh. then an they just adopted an eight-week-old lab pit mix. Mm-hmm. And they're just wondering how to introduce these two All right. dogs just because the deaf and blind dog can still smell. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Hi, Arlette. How you doing? 
I'm great, thank you. Good, good. You helped me out in the past with uh, my older boy and with with all his uh, health issues and stuff that we've had, and it's been great advice. It's helped us every time. So oh, I'm thinking you, you got one more trick up your sleeve. Oh, you bet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, you got to remember, you're the one that chose to get a puppy. You know, the other, the older dog did not. All right. right. Puppies are very hard on existing dogs, whether it's a two-year-old dog or whether it's a 15-year-old dog. They, you know, those needle teeth hurt, you know, between grabbing for legs, ears, tails, faces, and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. you have to be the referee, all right? And being that your the cocker is blind and deaf, you know, yeah, but you can still smell. You have to be where maybe keep the pup on a leash so the pup is with you or put it in a, in a playpen area or take your older dog put them in the playpen area that puppy can't get to except for when you are supervising the situation and so now what you got to also worry about in the and heads up everybody that has got an existing dog no matter what the age is you know a year or above is that um when you bring in a puppy like eight weeks you know, up to like four months, you don't want them to spend too much time with the existing dog because you want them to spend more time with the humans so they bond to the humans in the pack, not the existing dog. All right. So that's why like a good rule of thumb is that the existing, um, the new pupper should be in in a crate at night next in your bedroom next to your bed. So then part, even though you're not saying anything, they're getting used to your smells and your breathing and sounds that you make. All right. Part of the bonding process. Also too, a lot of time people get new pups and put them like in the laundry room and they don't get any sleep (laughs) (laughs) for until either the pup cries himself out and maybe two weeks later and you're sleep deprived so the best thing to do anytime you get a pup that's eight weeks you know to like four months they should because now at four and a half five months they start becoming a little bit more independent and depending mm-hmm. on the personality of dog that you have you can start working them to where you want him like in the in the laundry room or whatever type thing in the kennel type thing uh-huh. but right now you want the kennel in your room so if he starts to whine you slap the top of the kennel or top tap it ah quiet now, if he goes to bed, the pup, if he, the bed pup goes to bed about you know nine ten, he's going to wake up between one two and five six. That's kind of normal puppy time. Mm-hmm. And then make sure when you take him out to go potty, don't say a word, don't pet him, don't talk to him, nothing. You just take him out, go potty. You know, you tell him go potty, bring him back in, put him back in the kennel. But then now when he's out, and there again, like I said, the, the cocker, you can either, you know, use baby gates so that you know the new pup is could be baby gated to an area that will not be mm-hmm. bothering the older dog. And then, like I say, when you do bring the pup out and with the older dog, have the pup on a leash so you've got control of the situation. You know, let him go up and sniff, and then now how is your older dog doing with the puppy um well what we've been doing we have we do have gates and we've been keeping them separated um and we've been basically one of us holds the older one by the collar just gently at the collar and we're petting him and then um and then the other one's holding the new pup and then we're petting them and we just kind of you know get them a little bit closer so they kind of sense them we're like you know, kind of say, you know, Charlie, this is your sister Tilly, you know, and just kind of get, but it, as soon as it kind of, you know, he starts to smell her, his little lip kind of curls up a little bit and he just kind of gives a little low growl. And I'm like, you know, we're like, nice. Okay. Nice. Now who's doing that? The older one or the pup? 
the older one. Okay, yeah. Don't hold them by the collar. Have them on leashes. When you have, okay. hold them by the collar, you're restraining. And so then the dog feels like there's a problem. All right. Oh, okay. okay, so have them on a leash and they can't lean into the leash. Give a little bump. If you have to step backwards, it'll uh-huh. bring the dog with, but don't restrain them. Okay. okay. So then okay. what you're just going to do though is, is take a bandana and let your the new pup sleep with this bandana or maybe put it on the pup. Well, you got to pay attention to that because pups, are they get themselves in weird. And what you uh-huh. can do is take the bandana maybe and just rub the heck out of the pup. You know, with the bandana. Just rub it, pet it, pet, 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 pet. Get that pup scent really heavy on that bandana. All right? Okay. Now, put the bandana on the older dog. So now okay. the older dog has to sleep with the scent of the new dog. Another thing, too, is right. you could take a towel and rub the heck out of the puppy and then put uh-huh. that in the bed of your older dog or next to the dog of your older dog. So okay. there again, he start, he because he can't see, can't hear, all right, he, he depends on his nose. And so uh-huh. what you want him to do is be almost inundated with the smell of this dog so that it's yeah. like, oh, I smelled you. <laughs> okay. Right. And, so, and so then, like I said, but have him on leashes where you could just, you know, now remember, the older dog can't hear, correct? Okay. <laughs> all right. So the whole, you is all about action here. And the newer dog, a new pup, is going to want to just pounce on the older dog, yeah. right? And so that's mm-hmm. why what you just got to do is you got to keep the pup, which, good luck, uh, well, you can stand on the leash like maybe 10 inches from the hook, and now you got the older dog, all right? And so now when the pup tries to leap out at the older dog, he's going to correct himself, all right? And so okay. that's what you just got to do is you got to try to do baby steps here and basically okay. now take a bandana and then do it with your old dog. And then, so and then, let during the day when you're the pup is around, so you can keep an eye on it. Let the pups wear that his scent. All right. Okay. So now they're getting yeah. used to each other's scent, and that that's huge. Everything is in the animal in the dog world is all about smells. Yeah. And so that's what we want to try to do. And so then refresh the banana, banana, the bandana, <laughs> and the um, the towel with the older dog. You know, like every two three mm-hmm. days, refresh it. All right, and okay. say, so that that's the main name of the game. But because when you're working with a blind and deaf dog, that's you got to really, like I say, you you, yeah. you got to yeah. really work with the situation. Yeah, and we got you know quite a bit of room, and so we've been able to you know keep them separated. But I've also he's um, and even before we got the puppy, he's been having accidents, but the accidents have been happening a little bit more now. Mm-hmm. And um, I figured out how to put real diapers on him because Good. he doesn't really have a tail yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah so it's a lot cheaper so he's kind of just running around in a diaper now all the time which is kind of cute well, but yeah. and, um, that, and that puppy's gonna think oh is that something to play with <laughs> yeah yeah so but yeah for the most part we've kept them separated we're just you know trying to See, and, and know, take, right, but take them, take them for walks, you know, because they're again, you know, the mm-hmm. older one can smell, right? Yeah. And so take them for walks where you're, they're going parallel, you know, next to each other type thing, and mm-hmm. so, so they just kind of get in, you know, get to a sense of each other, you know, and then uh, it should get better and better. But you know, puppies are relentless. Whether you got a, a year old dog or whether you got a twelve year old dog, you know, they're jumpy, bitey, nippy, and so that's yeah. you always got to play referee anyway. Yeah. So, so it's just, you know, uh, and then just tell the pup, the new pup, now be nice. Just stay very calm. 
Be nice. Ah, 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 ah. Be nice. And then you'll give little tickles in the chest you know, when the dog and say, thank you. Very nice. Try to keep the pup. And the better time to bring the two together is when the pup is really tired, <laughs> where he just kind of wants to hang out. It's not like he just got up from a nap and it's like, bring on the world. <laughs> you know, so take the time when the pup is kind of tired to have them around so the pup's going to be less jumpy, bitey, suchy. And let the pup, let the pup drag a leash so you got something to quick grab. Never, never grab a collar. You always want to grab a leash. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. Wonderful. Okay. okay. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. you. You bet. Have a great day. Take care. Bye bye. Yeah. Yeah. When people get pups, uh, folks, and then also, too, when you get two pups together, it's double the fun, double the trouble. What one don't think of, the other one does. And the bigger thing is they bond to each other and you don't realize it. And then what happens is all of a sudden you're secondary and not primary. They don't come well. They don't walk well. If one leaves the sight of another one, they're screaming and hollering going on. So that's why if you choose to get, a, whether you get a pup with an existing dog or two pups together, they have to lead separate lives till they are bonded to you. All right. Otherwise, you will have. I had a, a couple of uh, gals that had. A, she had a shepherd. It was uh, about a year, year and a half old. They got a puppy. Beautiful shepherds. They got a puppy, but they didn't do what it took to have that pup, the new pup, bond to the gals in the house. And so, what happened is that that pup bonded, and they with that existing shepherd. And now, if that existing shepherd gets out of sight, that pup, which is now a year, year and a half, and a big, nice, beautiful German shepherd screams like it's gonna die because it it's uh, where did that <laughs> he's so um it's all about that existing shepherd and so that's why it's it's so important and people go uh, well and folks i can't tell you enough so if you need help with that they got to lead separate lives until they're bonded to the humans and it can take a couple months it can take three months sometimes but the whole it's well worth it in the long run so you know you can give me a holler up at katie's canines or email me here through mytalk1071.com go to my show page and send me emails through there all right so where are we at ma'am that <laughs> she's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay. When I was eating on my picnic, I threw away the outside and cooked the inside, and then I ate the outside and threw away the inside. What was I eating? Be back. Alrighty, hey, we're winding down the show. So great as every every week, guys. I'm so grateful you guys tuning in and and answering your que- asking your questions, and how uh, patient people are that hang on. You know, I greatly appreciate it. And at any time, you can uh, go to mytalk1071.com, go to the KDK9 show page, and you can get all my past shows on podcast. And now we next Sunday, the fifth of July, which I can't believe that's happening. I know. Uh, we- yes, uh, the fifth of July. Uh, we this will be a best of. We'll probably be replaying. This, this broad because there's so much information with uh, uh, Dr. Jess and everything else, and so anyway, so if you uh, just tune in next week, and you can, in case you, you know, yeah. So okay, where am I? Okay, when I was eating on my picnic, I threw away the outside and cooked the inside. Then I ate the outside and threw away the inside. What was I eating? Um, an apple picnic. And a sandwich that was in a bag. So he had to take it out through the outside way. No. Okay. I, I got nothing then. <laughs> but I, I admire your thought process. <laughs> Do you, I mean, I thought it was solid. I threw away the outside and cooked the inside. 
Then I ate the outside and threw so the away chicken? the inside. I don't know. Corn on the cob. Oh, Think I forgot. That. Yeah, Corn okay. Bar, you peel it. You peel it. You now eat it's the inside. Yeah, the, that's yeah. the outside. And then you eat the inside. <sighs> and then now once you eat that, now you're back. Now on you're the, back. Isn't that yeah, something? That's crazy. Uh, that's a crazy way to think about that. That'd be a good trivia question for 4th of July, folks. Absolutely. So make sure you bring that up, okay? Most people would be stumped like I was. I threw away the outside and cooked the inside. Then I ate the outside and threw away the inside. What am I eating? Corn, Corn on, on the, the cob. cob. Yep. All right. Excellent. Well, now you got to tell them that you, that was brought to you by Katie Kano. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bringing you jokes from around, well, I don't know. Around the, the campfire. Yeah. <laughs> because with all the picnics and such like that, that's going to be going on and such. And we uh, grow, uh, we don't grow sweet corn because by the time it's just right. And I'm sure people that have gardens uh, can attest to this too. So all it takes is a raccoons to come in one night and everything's done. Yeah. They knocked them down. They ate them all. So we finally got tired of it. You know what? I am just going down the street and I am buying it from yeah. the checks or I am buying it from other people yeah. that they have fields of the corn. Right. Now they can go pick it and I can just grab it and go eat it. And go eat it. Go yes. prep it. Yeah. Yes. And then have you ever soaking the, the corn in the cob in water? Okay, you know, you take the whole cob and you don't peel it. Right. Okay, you just soak it in water right. and then put it on the grill. And oh, that that's like what they have at the state fair. You know, I've never, okay, yeah. so I've never done so that. So you soak, yeah, you soak, the, leave the peels on the corn. Yeah. Okay, so you soak it in water. Okay. Like warm water? No, 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 no. It's in a pail of water. Just okay. Sh- shove them in there. And then you get your grill going real hot. Okay, now mm-hmm. obviously don't take the dripping water. <laughs> Right. Hey. <laughs> and put it on there because put your grill out. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So and then you just put it on the grill and honestly, that's like that stuff that's at State Fair. It's really good. Which I'm so sad. Yeah. I know. We're not going to go there. I was but... thinking that. Yeah. I was thinking about the other day that it really is sad as an understatement. But anyway, so now we got the 4th of July coming up. We gave you ideas. Uh, another thing, remember, fans, floor fans especially, put in a lot of white noise, turn them up a little bit. Uh, and then, you know, the the best is to put your dog in a room and get him used to it now, folks. Just don't do this come Saturday, all right? Start maybe going to the laundry room and having him, high, you know, sit in his bed and give him a toy or something. Excuse me, something to, you know, to chew on or whatever. Uh, so he gets used to going in there. So that when you pop him in there on the 4th of July, it's not going to be, what am I doing here? Why are you leaving me? You know, so acclimated. Too many people do that. They wait till the thunderstorm is literally two seconds away. And then now what, what am I going to do about my dog? So you can't. You've got to think ahead. And that's the same thing. Like I said, we gave you some great ideas already. Uh, as so that you got the CBD oil. You got the... Uh, uh, it's called Aconite, A-C-O-N-I-T as in Tom, U as in up, and M. It's a remedy, a remedy that you can get at any health food store, and that's for terror, uh, like uh, uh, terror or fear is what it is. And you give like two two pellets, and then you could do like three times a day. And you can, uh, that, uh, otherwise, if you, you can talk to uh, Jess, if you have a really terror, really scared dog, you know, give uh, Dr. Levy a call um, up at, or go to her website, uh, holistic-vet-care.com, all right? But that's the whole thing is that we've got to help our pets o- over this. And, you know, like I say, I just, uh, I must be, I'd say it's probably maybe about 8 o'clock. I'm in for the evening on 4th of July. I don't care how nice it is because I'm not putting up with the boom, boom, boom. Yeah. 
And so, and I don't go, I've never gone to 4th of July uh, celebrations. I mean, as far as once I got adult, you know, we, right. when we were kids, we yeah. used to go to Central Park in Roseville. Yeah. And that used to drive, I used to just stand there with my, my eyes closed and then my, my hands over my ears. You know, even at that age. Oh, yeah. 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 Know, I just did not care for it. I'm just curious to see how many actual, like, uh, celebrations there are. Well, see, the, it, it, now remember, the, the just over the border in Wisconsin, all the fireworks, like, over yeah. uh, on the other side yes. of Taylor's Falls, they are... Yeah, they're, they're, they're having yes. a, a banner, banner year. Yes, they are. So you know it's coming over this yeah. way. And so I got a feeling there's going to be a lot more airborne. So we're not supposed to do airborne or like M20s right. yeah. or 80s. I don't know what they yeah. call But I'm sorry, but the, the neighbors that are on my north, south, and east, west, uh, we're, they're, yeah. So it, it's just, it is what it is. And so even though we have banned them, doesn't mean it ain't going to happen. Right. And I don't know how many places, uh, like parks or whatever, if they're tr- going to have a fireworks display right. of any kind. Yeah. I I have not heard. Me either. You know, whether you can, you know, you can all sit in your car and go, ooh, ah, or social distance. So, yeah. But as far, yeah, it's, it's going to be a different. I'm hoping, be, that yeah. I'm hoping it will be a, a grand day as far as, uh, you know, because what it's all about. It's not just the glitz and the glamour and stuff right. like that. It's about our freedom, 4th of July. Absolutely. So, so uh, you guys have a great week. Thank you, Carly. You did an awesome job today. <laughs> Thanks. You were, <laughs> man, uh, you, did, you were a master of all. So it worked <laughs> out good. Don't hide your dogs, train them. And then, like I say, go to mytalk1071.com, catch the podcast. If you got any questions, email me. Have, make it a great week and a half of 4th of July.